Bro, uh, I'm just going to what's up, guys. We can get an intro in the middle of the episode. Yeah? Yeah. Right? I think that was the intro. Maybe that's the intro. <laughs> I love how that works. What's up, guys? Welcome to Banger Alert. My name is Mitch. My name is Tanalo. And this week, Knock Loose is back. They're baby. fucking back, baby. The boys are back. That shit was out of nowhere. I was scrolling Instagram. I follow Brian Garris. He was like, new album. It's the hardest I've ever worked on anything in my life. I really put my heart and soul into this. It's out today. Like the, the first part of that post, I was like, whoa, bro, I can't wait for this to drop. This sounds sick as fuck. I can't like, wait. It's out. Last line, it's out. Go check it out. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck. So then, of course, I went and, you know, I was like, hey, Tantalo, we got to cover Knocked Loose on the next episode of Banger Alert. Put the schedule on hold. Fucking Banger Alert. Like, Wii U, Wii U. Actual alert. <laughs> New good fucking heavy shit inbound. I'm excited as fuck. It's, How- a- it's actually good because we were out of ideas. God damn it. Mitch Weir. Out of ideas. Whoa, I'm going to kill you, boy. I swear to God. My life flashed before my eyes, dude. Oh. That would have been bad. Just fucking spill a cup of tea on your goddamn gaming laptop. Oh, I would end you. I don't think we were out of ideas, but we were just starting to like hit the backlog, which is actually something we don't do very often. That's true. I feel like we have a backlog of like 10 episodes that we're going to do, but we're not like super excited for it. And then we get all the ones that we're super excited for out of the way. And then more super exciting things come up, even though we still have like five things that we should do. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. I guess I'm just not hype on the stuff in the backlog, so yeah, I'm well, hype on some new fucking knock loose, so that's what we're gonna do. It's true. Maybe we need to go and fucking clean the backlog. Anyway, whatever. We're talking fuck about the backlog. <laughs> fuck, fuck our backlog. Fuck that shit. Yeah, we are gonna talk about some fucking knocked loose. I think this is the most covered artist on our podcast. We've covered pop culture. We've covered a different shade of blue. Now we're covering a third release by them. I think this is the first artist to get like a third dedicated episode. Yep. Right? Yep. Worth it. I hope I'm not wrong on that. But yeah. No, you're right. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little EP. And I say little because it's like five songs. Six songs. Six songs, 21 minutes. And the cool thing about it, which I don't know how much I'm I'm kind of torn. I don't know how much of this we want to talk about or cover on the podcast because this is an audio medium. But there was a full graphic like video. Yeah, there's a there's a proper like indie film, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a 21 minute accompanying like animated short that goes along with this thing. Awesome. Fucking badass. Like, have you, how much do you know about this? Have you heard zero dude? Have you I'm, seen I'm going in totally blind. No. Okay. All I did was buy it today. That's all uh, I know about it for the podcast. I think we should just listen to the music because that's what we're probably going to want to talk about. But in the future, I highly recommend that you go and watch the animated short that I goes with it. Yeah. I'll probably it's, watch it tomorrow. It's fucking sick. <clears throat> yeah, bro. So without further ado, are you ready to jump in dude? Let's go. I tear in the fabric of life. bro how you feeling about that all right 
it was very good. Different shade of blue was better. Why? The songs were better. <laughs> no, man. We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't know if that's like the, the right way to start off this conversation, I guess. But yeah, no, I thought the first three fucking ripped. And then I'm, I'm starting to think that like, because I haven't seen the movie that accompanies this, that I'm missing the context for the long drawn out boring sections. Yeah. So I think that's the problem. That's what I was going to say, man. I think that this is designed to be and That's why I kind of said or made the statement before we listened to it. Right. I think it's designed to be consumed with the short that goes with it. Right. And like, for instance, like the end of permanent where they kind of drone out on that one idea for like two minutes. Right. It feels out of place when every song on the EP is like three minutes long and they spend like the back half of the last song just kind of droning. Exactly. Yeah. That's definitely like correlating to what's going on in the short or in the animated thing. That's what's going on here. I just think it's slightly worse because of that. And then I think, well, like from, the, a, from pure auditory perspective, right? right. The music yeah. suffers because it has to match the video. So the video is better because the music is what it is, but the music itself, you know, when you compare this to other knocked loose, which is more concise, I don't know. I just like that stuff more, but maybe I'll change my tune after I see the, the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting idea because the question becomes like, is it better if we're going to, I think the fair compare, well, okay, fine. Different shade of blue, right? Let's say that you pick the six best songs out of different shade of blue to compare this to because different shade of blue is like a full album where this is more of an EP. Mm-hmm. If you make in a visual format, maybe you have six music videos or something. Right. And then you watch those back to back to back while listening to the music. Is it as good as watching the short along with these songs here? Yeah. And that like interconnectivity where you're having like a multimedia approach instead of it just being songs with music videos, like where, where is it beneficial? Like where does it add and where does it subtract? Right. Right. Is this better because it is multimedia? You know, I, I think it just depends on what you want. Like if you're, if you're looking for new knock loose to jam out to in the car, then obviously it suffers. But if you're trying to enjoy a video, then you know, it just depends on what you're doing. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I, I mean, I certainly don't think it was bad. Like I said, um, the first three rip and the the second three just kind of only really suffer in the parts that they drag out too long. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, they, they're bangers. So very solid. Yeah. It's a lot of like interesting, surprising guitar stuff going on in here. Um, definitely some like Slipknot and Amir going on in here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. And do you want to jump in? Um, before we do, I think that one thing to keep in mind is that knocked loose. They've always kept it as simple as possible. Yeah. While you know, like if you listen to like pop culture, that is the simplest, most distilled version of like heavy fucking music. Right. Right. Like the breakdown in all my friends, you know, like just so just to the point, right. This right. is really complicated music at parts, but it still overall has that same feel. So it's like making me go back and think like, was it because it was simple all along or was it really like, is that not it? Because they're able to capture that here and music that clearly isn't really simple. Well, I, I, their main goal is to make beat down hardcore. Right. And that's just, you know, seven string open one, three, four, you know, like dun, 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 dun. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty much it. And that's where you're getting your heaviness. But when you have that for like three minutes and then you pepper in like a little like fancy lick, it stands out a lot more mm-hmm. as opposed to like a rings of Saturn where it's nothing but insane licks the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it would be weird if they didn't play it simple. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause then it wouldn't be 
as it wouldn't be heavy. It wouldn't be beat down. Like it wouldn't be what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think another element that adds to the complexity is there's so many more tempo changes and not just in the like breakdown, but there are just so many right. more tempo adjustments throughout this whole thing. Right. Yeah. There's spots where they'll just like speed up a little bit or they'll just like slow down a little bit and it's not quite a breakdown, but it's more of just like a mood shift or like a yeah. scene shift. It maybe correlates with the, the animated short. Probably, but they're good. Yeah, but it's good. Keeps things interesting. One more thing I want to point out before we jump into the track by track is that uh, Brian Garris is, it's either his dad or his grandpa. I don't remember which, but whoever was actually a musician, like a like that, they were a professional musician to some capacity, right? Yeah. Um, and so like if you listen to laugh tracks. Dead Ringer. Yeah, right. Dead Ringer, the way that song ends is actually a clip of like one of his like grandfather's songs. Um, there's a couple old songs that are kind of sampled throughout the CP and I haven't looked into this, but I wonder if that's his like father or grandfather's music. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing, nice little Easter egg when, you know, in like this, the first song he's like shifting through the songs in his car. Yeah. He samples all three of the songs that will then in future songs be sampled. Just kind of scrubbing through the radio. Cool. Anyway, I noticed that when we were listening a second ago, but <clears throat> excellent. Other than that, I'm ready to get into the track by track. Let's do it. Okay. So, a tear in the fabric of life. Track one is where light divides the holler. So I'm not really sure what that title's about. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure either. The intro is like a minute long, like skit. Do you want to play it, or you want to just should we go to the part where it drops in? Yeah, well, so the the part that we'll skip is like walking through leaves, and then getting into a car. It's just sound effects. Like think think of like an Eminem, an old Eminem song. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So. Okay, dude. Perfect intro. Yeah. We're right on a car crash. It's it's great. And, you know, we've described stuff like this as car crashes before. Mm. And this is as literal as it gets. It's literally like a car crash. Actually a car crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in the video, he like his car, he just like wraps it around a tree. Like he just fucking off the road into a right. tree. And then Brian Garris is like <laughs> right into that just raw as fuck. Just yep. classic voice that he has that isn't anywhere else. I was very happy with this intro. I thought it was punchy and just came out swinging. You mm-hmm. know, it lulled you into a sense of like, oh, where's this going to go? And then it's just, Wah! and it's so good, dude. Yeah. Very happy with that. One of the things that's super fucking interesting right off the bat, musically, if you go to like a minute and 20 seconds. Do you hear that horror chord in there? That dun dun. dun oh yeah. Dun. And then they wrap it in with a synth. Ba-na-na-na-na-na. So that's that like bleeds into that synth like da na 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 na. Like that's clearly a synth, and then the guitar making two different sounds. But it's so similar that it's is, like. Is that a synth? Play it. I could be wrong. It sounds like a fucking synth. It sounds like they got like some keys and pads making those like really bright tones in there. Hmm. Or it could be a, a guitar doing that. I think, it, I think it could be an overprocessed guitar. Maybe. But we don't know. So <laughs> the thing about that that's sick as fuck though is I didn't expect it to do that. You yeah. Because usually like horror chords, they kind of stay in their lane, right? But now we're being melodic with the fucking sound of a horror chord. Right. Which kudos. I really love the, uh, you know, the alarm vibe mm. that they pull off in this song a lot. Uh, da, 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 da. Very reminiscent of uh, Future Breed Machine by Meshuga. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that song? No. Uh, 
Yeah, good call. That's like exactly the fucking same. That's like the same note, dude. I know. It's so close that I was like, ah, Meshuggah. That's like, that, that's the first Meshuggah song I ever heard. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm very nostalgic for that sound. So I'm happy it's in here. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. On the theme of fucking just riffing, dude. Go to like two minutes on this. <laughs> Oh, they've stepped up their game in terms of riffs. Mm. The the riffs on this album are solid and they're all like the lower riffs. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Bro, I like how the two riffs right there, like that da na 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 like the two guitars kind of harmonize with each other there. Right. Um so it like plays through once and then the second time it plays through it's two guitars and the second guitar is like a half or, or however many steps up so that it works. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's something goofy. It's like a fourth. Yeah, you know something I mean? weird, right? It's like just kind of unsettling. Very fits the vibe very well. Yeah, just fucking tight. If there's one thing that Knocked Loose has always been like world class at, it's that guitar tone. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. And there's so many good examples of guitar tone in this album. And the I like tone that they're using for this riff right here is different than the tone that they use in their chugs or in their breakdowns. And I, it's obviously intentional. Yeah, lots of different fucking sounds going on. Speaking of different sounds, that bass tone is the best fucking bass tone I've ever heard in my fucking life. It's really good. Yeah, no, it's fucking solid. Yeah, so there's the new- Filthy. All right, what do I want my bass to sound like? Fucking that. Will I ever achieve it? Probably not. That shit sounds correct. Just sounds good. So good. So far, everything in this song is fucking textbook. And then we end on this amazing breakdown. Yeah, so at like 245, there's this like- whisper line like a tear in the fabric of life and then it builds into this incredible breakdown at three minutes a tear in the fabric of life so we it's not a breakdown yet not yet not yet but we're getting there yeah Yeah, the uh, the horror movie transition sounds fucking on point in this EP. Bro, okay. So right here at this breakdown, the whole song, I was waiting for it. Like that classic knocked loose guitar tone. Like that's the sound. Like sure. that's the fucking sound. Yep, there and it is. Like for the first part of the song, I was afraid they weren't going to do it. And then they did it, bro. But yeah, that tone kicks in. I immediately get like five more hype, you know, <laughs> five to 10 more hype. Plus five hype. Yeah. And that leads into God knows the second track. And uh, I fuck with this intro, dude. Love it. Yeah. Dude, this is a Slipknot song. Mm, no, this is a Slipknot song. This dude. isn't the one. It oh, is. It was uh, forced to stay. I wrote it down. Oh shit. Is this the one? Yes. Oh, yeah, because it was like Slipknot song and then hardcore song and then his vocals come in and you're like, Knocked Loose song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell, you- telling me I'm wrong about right, my own right, notes. No, you're fine. I agree with you. Can you explain why it's a Slipknot song? Okay, yeah, I'll explain. Ready? Yeah. You get it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fine. Okay, whatever. 
I don't know, dude. This just sounds very Slipknot to me. It does. Like yeah, with, the, with the, the 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 higher the higher string tremolo riff, followed by like a little chug. I think the the drums here are reminiscent of mm-hmm. the way Slipknot utilizes drums to complement the chugging and shit. Right. Yep. It's not just it's not just locking in and hitting when the bass and guitar are hitting. It's like kind of filling around as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a lot less hardcore and more just like kind of solid hard rock. You know, well, they, they yeah. gradually build into the hardcore as this intro progresses. Right. And they do get there, though. Like, I think this is like the strongest song on the album or on the EP. I think this is the one that if you're going to show one person a song off of this, it's probably God knows. Yeah, this this is fucking solid. I really like this track. And I like how different it is from the other stuff they've done, too. Yeah. Honestly, dude, let's ride this intro out a little bit more. Yeah, send it. So, so much. Yeah. I like how there's that like tempo wise. It's like medium or like middle, slow, fast. Yeah. And we're in, you know, all over the place. I'm thinking this is one part, one song where having it attached to a video medium actually helped it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking the goofy pacing of this intro that sounds so good is probably matching up with shit happening in the movie. Yeah. So, you know, I wonder like, obviously it makes sense when you're combining shit like this. If you're watching like a movie, there's going to be pacing to the scenes. Right. Yep. And I wonder how different it is when you're watching pacing visually versus hearing pacing auditorily. Like, because pacing in a song is going to be a little different than if you're watching a scene in a movie play out. Sure. That most likely explains this intro here, how we're just kind of fucking all over the place. And then it like has a stop and then we're into the song. So at 43 seconds here, this is probably my favorite riff in the entire thing. I love that. It's just a solid low string groove. Mm. I'm in love with that shit. And they're so good at writing those. They don't overdo it either. There's like one or two per album. Right. So and you really latch on to them when they come across. I remember when this part hit when we were listening through, you were like, ooh, fuck yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. like, I was like, ooh, that sounds good. That's tight. There's a guitar tone in this song that sounds uneasy and I couldn't really put my finger on it. But it's another production thing if you want to play that. Yeah, that's some Darko shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, 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 no. So for me, there's like, there's a warble on it and there's an echo and a delay. It's just very contorted. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know how to make that sound with my setup, but it's, that's just processed to hell. It's honestly, man, like you ever see like horror movie ARG shit on YouTube or like people talk about it and it's like faces and the like image is distorted. Like they took like a smudge tool on Photoshop and like made somebody's face like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what that guitar tone sounds like to a regular guitar tone to me. Like it sounds like it's just distorted and like stretched out and like uncanny valley compared to what a regular guitar sounds like. Yeah, I love it. Fucking great. And I like how it integrates into the riff here. We're going to hear a lot more of that on like future songs, but I think I wrote it down just because this is the first place that I heard it. So you ready to move to the the feature on this track, bro? The breakdown? Yeah. <laughs> One minute, 50 seconds. Yeah, 
so grimy, bro. So that's Matt King of uh, the band Portrayal of Guilt and Tear. Yeah. Um, which, Will, if you're listening. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, what are the odds, bro? Yeah, coincidence. <laughs> yeah, so the Suicide Silence episode with Will, we were talking to him. I don't think he made the episode, but he was giving us music recommendations. No, he was, like, that was before and after, yeah. Right, yeah. He's like, dude, go listen to Portrayal of Guilt. We're like, all right, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. And then here, I- Here it is. And I didn't realize that's who that was until we Googled it when it happened in the song. Right. My dumb ass thought it was Brian Garris based yeah. off of an Instagram post, but I was I, wrong. I was like, dude, no way. I'm glad you looked that shit up. But yeah. It, yeah. If that's true, like, Brian would have been like the most versatile. To get, how could yeah. he do the normal stuff he does plus like CJ McCreary mixed with Mitch Lucker? Yeah. Like- okay. <laughs> All right, man. You kind of validated me a little bit there. Play like just a little bit of that vocal again. Okay. That sound reminded me of Disengage by Suicide Silence. Yep. I got major Mitch Lucker vibes from this. Cool. I did. I was in the car listening to that and I was like, that reminds me of fucking Mitch Lucker. And then I was like, I hope I don't sound like a dumbass saying that, but. And the part before it breaks off where he's like, yeah, that's CJ McCreary all day. Right. So it's just like optimal. So good. This is what highs are now, right? Like this is where the, the boundary is being pushed as far as high vocals go. I'm here for it. I'm fucking here for it. That shit sounds so nice. Waiting for the mark from Cardavox Academy breakdown on that part right there. Uh, (laughs) Fucking sick. And then it ends up like they outro it perfectly into this like old song called, it seems to be called God only knows at like three minutes. I don't even think we need to clip it unless you just want to, but yeah. It's just so fucking nice of a transition. Yeah. It's, it's solid. Very just thematically coherent. Um, so for me, that's like the trifecta. These, these first three songs here are just solid all the way through. Yeah. So we've covered where light divides the holler. We've covered God knows the third song in the trifecta would be forced to stay. I'm going to go ahead and play that intro. Oh, dude, perfect chugs. Yeah. That boom, boom, boom. It's so percussive, right? Yeah. I just love it. All right, I don't have anything I, negative to yeah, say. It's just I, a fucking hits. I don't yeah, either. It's yeah, solid. it just is fucking it's good, man. nice and creepy, good transition from the last song, and then it's just, you know, we're back. Mm-hmm. Back in the pit. That guitar tone that I was talking about a second ago, it happens again at a minute and 10 seconds here, if you want to play a clip of that. It's like a whole section with it. You know what I mean? And it literally is eerie enough to build tension by it just being there. Yep. Like there's literally nothing else going on in the music that would cause it to be like tense, except for just how offsetting that guitar tone is. Dude, have you ever ri- like sat down and tried to write something intentionally like horror or creepy? Dude, I tried once it's actually. It's hard. Yo, so there's a life hack for this. If you are on a piano, because all right, bro, I actually used to try this on the piano pretty often. I would try to like get weird sounding shit. Yeah. If you sustain like a really low note, like boom, like just hit like a fucking low C or something. Yeah. And then staccato, some high notes and like a little bit of arpeggio. Okay. That sounds really creepy, but it's really just because a piano is so perfect for that sort of a feel. Right. But on any other instrument, like try doing that shit on a ukulele and it's probably not going to work. Right, right, right. right. Well, I mean, writing this guitar part here, the, it just sounds like a, the backdrop of a horror movie scene. Mm. And that for me, that's like super well-written because I don't know when I sit down to write, 
something on guitar. It like it comes off sounding like August Burns Red, you know, just sure. like riffy. Yeah. Like pentatonic. But this is like intentionally done to sound creepy, and I think that's very cool. I think that if you're gonna write music and follow regular music theory, like I think music theory is there to try to guardrail you from making something that's gonna sound unsettling. Like Whoa. that in a sense, right? Because like if you write something chromatic, it's all gonna sound nice and work together. You know, or if you write something that's within one of the one of the modes. Well, I was going to say, like, if you think about writing something in like Locrian, I think it's Locrian. I don't know modes that well, but it's like always bad and creepy and dissonant. Oh, okay. I, and, I've never even heard of that before right now. Right. So <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's Locrian. I'd have to look that That's shit up. That's a fucking badass name for a collection of notes. Locrian? Yeah. So I wrote- Dude, the, the mode names are really cool. Yeah. It's like, I, I want to say Freudian, but that's not it. No. <laughs> that's the wrong F word. Uh, the only other one I know off the top of my head is Dorian. Or is it Phrygian or something? Phryg- yeah, Phrygian is a mode. Gotcha. So yeah, Locrian. Dude, yeah. Yeah, so I uh, I composed my technical death metal song with entire Locrian notes. Locrian sounds like a Norse god. Yeah, honestly. It, it gives me like necromancer vibes, like just the, the word. Anyway. Hey man. Yeah. You ready for this breakdown? Yeah, send it. Okay, that's my favorite breakdown transition. I love that riff. I love that hit. It's heavy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but. Okay. It goes on way too long. Well, yeah. Yeah. So yep. This is the probably like the first notable example of where it's obvious that we're following a film. Yep. Yeah. But before we talk about that anymore, that like that, like little like step down riff that's happening there mm-hmm. that opens it up. That he copies on the drums. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So good. Yeah. We end up doing this a lot. The both times we talked about knocked loose before it was just like, yeah, it's fucking perfect. Yeah. It, everything's good. I love it. So next I mean, song. Good, good for <laughs> them. Cause like, all right, man, listen, here's the thing. August Burns Red came out with a new track, right? You and I have listened to a fuck. I'm going somewhere with this too. Like it'll make okay. sense. But like ABR, we've listened to nine albums of ABR. We we love that band. I'm gonna just look at you funny because I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, that's fine. So I won't have an opinion. No, I know it, it's okay. But like I listened to it and I was like, man, that was a really good song. But that was also really good. Like the last time I heard a really good song, like when they dropped the singles for Guardian. You know, like you know, Defender was a really good song too. Okay. And then before that, like, what's your point? The point that I'm making is that they've made really good songs and it's like still really good songs, but I hear them and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. These are also really good songs that are consistently formulaic in the similar vein that ABR is, but I hear it and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, woo! Like, oh, this shit's okay. really, really good. Yeah. So there's a difference, right? Because it's like consistent yet still surprising. Where juxtaposing to ABR, it's consistent and man, that's just really good. Yeah, nice. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. Is it, is it just that we've been listening to ABR since high school? Yeah, maybe. I don't and know. I mean, it's just been, oh, for me, it's been like, I don't know, 10, 12 years. I guess we'll know by the time Noctilus has dropped like nine albums. Right. But this is still fresh and consistent. Like, how do you do both? Right. Well, this is, this is four albums, two EPs and two full lengths. Sure. Which, you know, that's, that's great. But I, I'm kind of thinking when they're at Guardians level and they've got nine albums out. I'm pretty sure we'll probably be like, oh yeah, this is good. What do you think the chances of them putting out that much music will be? Just in general, how many fucking bands do you think have made that many albums consistently? A lot. But like percentage wise, like. Oh, dude, I don't know. I couldn't even guess. Like 5% of the bands. What? That, no. Like really though. I mean, because, yeah, seriously. Eh. 
maybe my like idea of how much music all these bands have made is off, but it feels to me that like any band that actually sticks together for like, you know, 15 years is going to put out a shitload of albums. All right. But like a day to remember has been around for fucking ever. Right. I think they've got like six or seven. Six. Yeah. I mean, ABR is coming up on like 10 and they've been around for about as long or about the same amount of time. Right. Eh, I don't know, man. Like devil wears Prada. Right. How many releases do they have? Like seven or eight. Is it that many? Yeah. I'm maybe just wrong here, dude, but it feels to me that that is a remember how, uh, what the fuck is that? Like dear love, a beautiful discord. The first devil wears Prada album. Yeah. Remember how terrible it is. <laughs> yeah. You ever gone back and listened to that? It's kind of bad. It's bad. Uh, I mean, I'm amazed they got signed. It's that proto, was a weird time. It's proto crap though. <laughs> oh so, yeah. hundred like knocked loose example though. If you compare pop culture to this pop culture is just trash in a couple metric. It's obviously wonderful for Oh, I was going to say like pop culture is such a good first effort. Yeah. You know, nobody's first EP sounds that good. All right, man. I know I'm kind of all over the fucking place here in my gushing, but like, it's amazing that pop culture was as good as it is. And this is that much better than pop culture in right. a couple different ways. That like, was like when we did a different shade of blue, I was commenting like after laugh, I thought laugh tracks was so good. I was like, mm-hmm. their next album's going to suck. There's no way because they've already peaked and then they blew it out of the water. And I was like, these guys can do no wrong. Yeah. The only thing I could say to that to kind of argue my own point though, is that they have not made another counting worms, <laughs> but I don't yeah, really they know can't. if they could. Yeah. No, that's, that that lightning strikes once. Isn't it fucking incredible that Knocked Loose became known as like the Arf Arf band because of one breakdown? Yeah. Like that's, I wonder how they feel about that. That's almost like the- They archi- probably love it. Like the, <laughs> well, I don't know because who's the architects guy? Sam Carter, something? Yeah, Sam Carter. Yeah, he's, he like- He's, he's annoyed that he did the black. There you go, yeah. He wishes, he's a moron. You think Brian Garris is annoyed that the Arf Arf became- Why the fuck would you be sad that people love a thing you did? Because it gets played out. It gets played into the ground. I don't know, man. Like, it's the reason why people listen to your shit. All right, but if you made you know? a thing and then you li- you go back and, like, years go by and everything sounds exactly like the thing you made but worse, would you regret making the thing? No. I think if I made Counting Worms and everybody was like, hey, man, play the Arf Arf song, like- I don't know. I would. I'm glad you like my shit. You think Smash Mouth ever gets tired of playing Rockstar? Dude? I don't Whatever give a shit about song. Smash Mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, no, because that's kind of the extreme example, right? Like that is the most one hit wonder song I can fucking ever think. I cannot. I don't even know another Smash Mouth th- song at all. But I don't know that you can compare the two. But no, what I'm, what I'm comparing though is if you're that band and you play like eight songs at a live show, and the whole time everybody's just wanting to hear you play Rockstar. Hey, man. At least you're playing live music like i don't know but you're no, a successful band you don't have a shitty office job like i, I guess that's true yeah but, like what are you bitching about well, I mean, basically yeah, from but it's it's moving the goalpost though i mean i'm talking about like artistic satisfaction like nothing sure. you ever do will top the thing that you did that hit lightning once i'm not saying that's the same thing here because obviously not loose is putting out shit that is being uh, well obviously i don't know what sam carter's thinking but from my perspective i think he's dumb because sure. it's like if if somebody got hype off the meme of Arf Arf and then they continued to listen to my other shit because they like that song, I would be very happy with that. All right, all right. Alternate scenario. Knock Loose is playing a show. The year is like 2030. You know, it's 15 years after Laugh Tracks and every song you play, in between every song, the whole crowd is, ch- is chaining Counting Worms, Counting Worms. Yeah. That's, you wouldn't get a little annoyed? And I'm just devil's advocate. I agree with you, largely. But I don't like, know. Um, would I that mean, be annoying that you're like trying to give at, other at ideas? At that point, I'd probably be just 
like I would just play it as an encore just to piss off the crowd. Yeah. You know, that's what I would do too. I'd, yeah. I mean the, the classic Parkway drive triple encore. I mean, know? how can you know I'm not in a band and yeah. I'll never be a band that's been on stage for 30 years. So this is a dumb conversation, okay, but okay, like okay. we start doing banger <laughs> alert live. We start, yeah, right. the podcast blows up and we start uh, traveling around and having, yeah, but what the fuck live. would people call for? Uh, hey, say textbook. <laughs> Can you imagine that shit? This is stupid. We, Why are we talking about I this? I don't know, bro. I We can get back no. to the album. In, in my opinion, Sam Carter's foolish for hating the black. Mm-hmm. Because number one, screaming black before a breakdown hits. I like it. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it spawned copycats and shit. But well, there's also, I don't know. Like it, it makes the song good. I don't. There's levels to black. Like the best black I've ever heard wasn't even Sam Carter. Right. Yeah. Who was it? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, fuck. What song we had is it. it. What song is that? Shit. It was, in, it was Bring Me the Horizon, dude. Wasn't it Chelsea Smile? No, that was Ruh. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. That was the best Ruh. That wasn't the best Blair. I, I can hear it. I don't know what song it is. This is going to piss me off. It's like really long. It's like. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I, I promise. Okay, it was something we covered before, right? Uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast. <sighs> Fuck! Alright, here we are. That took like 30 minutes. This is Mitch from the future. We fucking found it. We were misdirected. I thought it was a song from the podcast, and it absolutely was not. We're going to put the goddamn clip in. The song is Faux Hammer by Black Tongue. Okay. Yeah. 45 minutes to make a point that that's the best play that there's ever been. <laughs> that is so absolutely the best play of all time. If we're going to put a scale of one, I didn't think we were going to get it. We were searching for a puppy lost Ooh. in the ocean right there, and we fucking found him. Holy fuck. I'm so happy that we got it, dude. That was going to piss me off all night. If we didn't figure it out, <laughs> I was going to be driving home and I was going to think, like, what is it? I would have been listening to black tongue. I, I would have heard it in the fucking car. I would have called you and be like, turn the fucking mic on. We have to record a segment. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Faux Hold Hammer. the phone up to the mic. <laughs> Yo, I got it. It's Faux Hammer, black tongue. Dude, where even were we? I don't even, we were, we were at the end of force to stay. Yeah. yeah we were we talking were. about the okay. rain washes you away. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the best blay of all time we've discovered it's Black Tongue with Faux Hammer, and that was just, like you guys obviously aren't going to hear that shit, but we've been sitting here just banging our heads against the wall for forty five minutes trying to fucking figure this shit out. Y'all don't understand. Me and Taylor had an itch in our fucking brain. We both did, and we both knew that the song existed. I knew that it was there. Yep. We looked through like thirty blays before we got to the <laughs> we one. Did. We found we found several great blasts, but nothing touches. There's lots of high quality blasts. Yeah. That faux hammer blast is better than any Sam Carter blast I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like just like, like he's like five yeah. octaves of blast. You know. Well, I mean, Sam Carter started it, and then whoever I, I don't know his name. I okay, feel bad well, now, but like Sam he Carter, fucking finished it. Listen, bro. Sam Carter put out the Model T. That was at least a Mustang. You know what That's I mean? Right, yeah, like there was yeah, some 100%. fucking iteration that happened there. Anyway. Anyway. So back to knocked loose. Yeah. Uh, track four is. Uh, for. Oh shit. Yeah. Con- contorted in the file. There you go. Yeah. Contorted in the file. Yep. So a file is a soft light woven fabric having a rib texture originally made of silk. So we all learned something today. Yeah. I, out of the corner of my eye, I thought that was comforted in the fall and I couldn't have been more incorrect. 
like contorted in the file is actually the most opposite possible. Yeah. Well, I've never seen that word before. I didn't, yeah. but it, it, I guess it carries thematically for some reason. Cause it's a tear in the fabric and file is a fabric. So, mm. eh. okay. I didn't catch that, but that's cool. Thanks. Knock loose for teaching me a word. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Vocab with uh, Brian Gary's get that intro. Hit it. <laughs> This leads to a breakdown. It does? At 35 seconds, yes. Does it keep doing this? It does. I mean, I guess. It got slower. Yeah, like by 2 BPM, too. <laughs> Listen. They went from da, 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 da. <laughs> what do you okay we need an intermediary word because i use breakdown a lot and it offends you when i do so <laughs> what is this called then if not a break i agree that it maybe doesn't have the same well, velocity I, of a breakdown. i mean i think technically it checks the boxes okay but but I'm, technically you're an adult when you're 18 but we all know that's not true so yeah, like fair. what's the what's the term here i don't know like <laughs> a i don't know We'd have a, to make something up. A break? A diet breakdown? Uh, breakdown light? A, a break across? Oh, a, God, this is stupid. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was hoping we'd come up with something clever, and then we just didn't. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, well, so, well, well, we're not funny or talented. So. I know, yeah. That's yeah. the problem, you know? Maybe is, someday. Why does anybody listen to this? I don't fucking know. Uh, we deserve the pe- Actually, the people that listen to us are fucking champs for putting up with this. You guys are cool. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, so contorted in the file. Uh there's a couple parts of this song that are just fucking violent, dude. And I think what really makes it is the drum sounds, like a lot of the drum, uh, like specifically with like the cymbals and some of the higher sounds that are going on. Uh-huh. Remember how a little bit before, I think it was in the Suicide Silence episode, we talked about like just chainsaw noises is kind of what it reminds me of. Right. There, we got to like that territory a little bit in this song. Yeah, go to like one minute and four seconds. Do you hear what I'm talking about? No. What? Okay, that whole section, the drums make that shit. Like, listen to all the tings. I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay, fucking whatever. Well, this is okay. So, this can be like your, you know, the snare has changed my life moment. Maybe for me, is. I'm just hearing like a normal blast beat, but you're hearing like the symbols of the gods or whatever. So, well, no, I just, I love this usage of the symbols, right? Because the, it, I don't know. It reminds me really heavily of the suicide silence thing because you have that dun, 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 like kind of slam chord shit going on. Yeah. But the drums are going crazy right on the higher elements of the drum. Well, yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I understand it, but yeah, I'm, it, I'm not like, I don't know. I, it, that didn't stand out to there's me. There's just like all. a really like visceral sound that that creates. And they actually do it again a little bit heavier later in the song. This is maybe a more clear example. If you want to go to two minutes and 38 seconds. Well, I mean, it's a good texture. I, it just, it sounds standard to me. It's just All a right. standard, like, like ride bell blast beat. 
I'm not going to die on the hill, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not it, saying you're wrong. You yeah, know, it, you, you heard a cool thing. I just, I'm not experiencing it the same way you are. I got one more time stamp on this. Unless you got something else to say here. No, honestly, I, I found this track on it like pretty for, forgettable. You know, it's interesting when you said, now that I'm looking at it, you were talking about the first three tracks being the bangers and the just back three. Solid, yeah. Yeah. The back three is sort of maybe relating more to the narrative and being less of songs and more of like supplementary music. Right. Right. The play counts on these are starting to kind of show that a little bit. Right. Actually. Yeah. The, the, the first three tracks have double, almost double. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially return to passion, but then again, that's almost a hallway. That's only like a minute. Yeah. But it, I mean, it hits the only reason I'm not in love with that song is because the asthma at the end, but I hate asthma. Uh, so <laughs> if you're going to put it on, a that's scale, totally personal. <laughs> you, you lost like, like three out of 10 points just for the ASMR. At the uh, end of dude, the I was about to click the heart and then it was like, and I was like, fuck this song, dude. Speaking of, all right. You want to just move on to that one, dude. Play that intro, dude. That intro is amazing. Textbook. It's, it's fucking perfect. That was the one that you accidentally clicked on or it like was on shuffle and went to that one after the first song. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 spoiler. You know what I mean? But it's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, fucking good. dude. That, that's yeah, absolutely solid. I got nothing bad to say about that. There's show. like four things that they're combining right there. Like the incredible bass tone. They even have like the little bit of like the ting drum thing going on. They got the heavy guitar tone going on. Yep. It's just perfect. I only have one timestamp on this song just cause it is so short. At 20 seconds, uh, they're doing like a trading vocal thing. Yeah, absolutely. I got to look up the dude's name. Sorry. Hold on. Cole. Isaac Hale. Oh. Yeah. Because I feel like a dumbass. I did do this Wait, last time too. What? I thought it was Cole Crutchfield. Uh, something like that. All right. So it's Brian, Isaac, Cole Crutchfield, Kevin Otten. Doesn't Cole do the, the lows? All right. Brian was lead vocals. Isaac Hale, lead guitar backing vocals. Uh, Kevin Otten is bass. Kevin Kane is drums. Nico Cauldron is rhythm. Cole Crutchfield was rhythm guitar, but he's not in the band anymore. Oh. Yeah, because really? Isaac Hale, I think, is like Brian's cousin. They're like related. Oh, I damn. I guess I fucked that up no. on, the, on the last time because I definitely said Cole was the lows on the last episode. Oh, did we, did we say that? Yeah, I did. Okay. I misinformed everybody. No, I, whatever. That's, that's fine. Ah. I'm pretty sure it's Isaac Hale. Yeah. Okay, whatever. He's been the low, like, backing vocal this whole time. So when whenever you hear, like, the low guttural, that's Isaac. And he's gotten way better, like, noticeably better as the albums have progressed. That's just another thing. Like, if you want to look at pop culture, there are some lows in some of those songs. And they're good. Like, they're not bad. But they're, like... It's obviously like he's sophomore. finding his voice. There you go. It's yeah. sophomore compared to what they're doing now. Not that it was bad then, but just again, point of progression. Right. Yeah. I mean, this song hits. I, I think it's great. If I had the choice to cut the end off, I would, but that's my fault. That's my problem. Not yours. Sure. Yeah. I, I dude, I do not understand what the deal is with ASMR. I can't stand it. I, I know we've it. talked about this before, man, but I, it makes me upset to listen to it. Dude. When, so our little tiny four pound dog uh, in our apartment will be licking like, you know, her foot or something. Right. Like, and you just hear like the mouth sounds and you're like, fucking stop. Yeah. So the mouth sounds that she makes will wake Ash up and get her so mad that she's like, fucking stop to a four pound cute little dog. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It, it, like, I don't have that like tick, but 
I could see how ASMR would just ruin your life if you, and I don't even like ASMR at all. Like I don't, yeah, no, it's mouth sounds don't bother me. And that still is unsettling. To hear I ASMR. wish they didn't, but if I hear anybody chewing or dogs licking, if there's no other white noise to kind of cover that shit up, then I'm just livid. Isn't it? It just sends me into a rage. I don't understand yeah. why. Some people must really like get something out of that though. Some people do. I yeah. mean, there are asthma videos where the, the person's just talking like this with a lot of mouth sounds and very like lippy and tonguey. And I'm like, who the fuck enjoys this? I think the other thing too, I don't is want that, so, someone to sound like they're sticking their tongue in my ear. That's not, that's stop it. You're exploiting something that only happens when you're speaking into a microphone. It sounds really, really unnatural. Cause if you're talking to someone in person, if they did the ASMR shit, all the clicks and everything wouldn't be so highlighted. It wouldn't be like, well, not only that, but if someone started talking to me like that, I'd be like, what is <laughs> you stop? Them. What are you doing? Chill out. Chill out. Talk yeah. like a talk normal. Talk like a human. Yeah. yeah. Cut that shit out. <laughs> we sound Christ. like fucking boo- hey, cut that shit out. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. That entire uh, fucking thing was because the last like three seconds of the song is ASMR. Right. Yeah. Um, that leads- it's really kind of a weakness in my life that I can't stand that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, I, in Ash has the same exact thing, man. I'm pretty sympathetic to the mouth sound intolerance. You know, you know how I watch like let's plays I, as white noise. If I'm doing dishes or whatever, I would put on a let's play like sure. game, game grumps or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they eat food mm-hmm. while they're playing and nothing makes me more upset. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Stop chewing into the microphone. I want to kill you. Like it's, it's a problem, dude. I hate it so much. It is just because of the mouth sounds. All right. Before, so like when you and Katie eat dinner, like do you guys have to have something on the TV to white noise it out? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Ash, it's not like, and I really worked or have spent time trying to like not make mouth sounds when I eat. I don't think I'm like a loud eater naturally. Maybe I fucking am and just let me know, but. Me and Ash do the same <laughs> shit. We put something on the TV or like play music or something. Right. Just because she has such an intolerance if, to it. If we're eating like in silence, there's nothing on and I, I, I actually have to leave. Yeah. I have well, to leave the room because it makes me upset. When when we feed little Dougie, she, she eats wet food. Right. Um, because she doesn't have any teeth. And so it makes the, it like amplifies how much of mouth sounds she's going to make. Just, right. You know, and Ash literally has to go out of the apartment. She has to leave. Same thing. It's, it's crazy, dude. I don't understand it, but it's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Permanent. Permanent. Last track. Yeah. Longest track. Yeah. So this is an interesting song. I went to the lyrics to try to understand what was permanent because just off of the title without thinking about the lyrics at all, my idea was that it's talking about permanent pain or like permanent damage. Okay. Uh, from like a mental standpoint. And the only reason I say that is because there was an Instagram post where Brian Garrett said like he drew the most from like his past traumas to right. put into this album or something. Okay. But after reading the lyrics, I'm not sure if that's true or not. But anyway, play that intro. textbook textbook fucking solid yeah again, great intro just another perfect intro in the same vein as return to passion just uh, good. a nice little boost in tempo to kind of be like ooh, that was right neat. Yeah. yeah and you have like the big hits with the 
horror chord, like bum, 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 da, na, 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 you know, just the contrast. Yep. Really good. Just knocked loose being great. How do you have these ideas, man? Because like, if you try to start a song from experience, it's the hardest fucking thing ever. And I've talked to Ross about this a little bit. Yeah. Like just the process of writing a song and like the way that I feel like most people do it is they start with something and then put the beginning and the end on it after. Right. Yeah. But like this shit is just so good. How do you like, Oh, we need an intro and then you come up with this. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Just brilliant. That, well, that's why it's, it's so cool to appreciate art. Cause it's like, I, my favorite thing about the bands I listen to is like, how did they come up with this? It's so good. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, the fact that I could never come up with it makes it so much more appealing to me. Yeah. The thing that like, whenever I tried to write music, I always did it as an iterative process and I tried to set a framework and like, it's like you have like a, a, a rule. So like if I hit a key on the piano, then I need to hit a key three keys up or something. Like just come up with some arbitrary rule and then you flex the rule around until something cool happens. Right. Sure. That was the way I used to do it. But I wonder what like the rule, if they're doing that, maybe they're not, maybe they have a totally different thought process, but if they are, what is the rule that they're following that leads to this? And like that shit, that's like a question that keeps me up at night, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Go to 55 seconds. Yeah. Right. So tasty ass lick. We're in the middle of like a really dope riff anyway, but yeah. then they just hit you with that. You know? Yeah. That, that's just like a standard metal core. Just, shred riff right i wanted to point this out this is kind of what i'm talking about when i'm saying that this is really complex musically it's not like just this one part that do this but this is an example of something that's kind of going on throughout that it's more than just chugging and whatever dumb right right uh yeah masterful really fucking good go to minute 36 <laughs> back to the intro right is yeah. that a breakdown probably not right based off the definition no no hmm. no i'm trying to think of a word dude because after we had that little conversation i was like yeah this is really kind of a part that's not quite a breakdown but it's not just nothing right it's something changed well just a breakdown is specifically when the song changes and gets slower and something falls off you know what i mean it's it's called a breakdown because it's kind of like the song's falling apart well the you know what I mean? original use of the word breakdown, it comes from like a break beat in like classic hip hop, right? Where they just take it down to just the drums. Right. So yeah. they, they remove all of the elements except for the core elements. And then when you use that in metal, the added thing that metal musicians did is they drop the tempo too. So they drop it down to the core elements. Right. And then just make it slower. Right. Right. So you're, you're not taking out tracks, but what you're taking out is like riffs. You're taking out like melody. You're taking out notes. Like the instruments yeah. are still playing, but you're playing less notes. Yeah. Right. You're playing less notes slower and lower. But the question is like, does it have to be slower to be a breakdown? I want to say yes. Yeah. In metal, it does. Tell us what you think, uh, dear listener, because this is still a debated topic over what classifies as a breakdown. Yeah. Um, it's weird to think about. The next, this is like my last timestamp for this, but if you go to like a minute 50 in this song, just play it from here, honestly. Okay, so that's very obviously a breakdown. Right, but the thing is, they actually don't, have like the big classic thing that breakdowns do here. This is like a reset. Like play this out a little more actually. When I saw the ghost was you. 
Stupid. I was going to say, that's absolutely a breakdown. I remembered that wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I forgot that's what that did. So there's the breakdown. Yep. Okay. So, all right. All right. Cool contrast. Cause that's very clearly a breakdown. Obviously. And then the part before that, where it just kind of changes a little bit is right. I would probably agree with, I tend to agree with you that it's not a breakdown. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I mentioned before about like the permanent thing. The line right here uh, is something about like, and then the ghost was you or no. And the ghost was you. And then the lights went out or something like that. I have no idea what any of this shit means, but it's also talking about permanent blue as a callback to a different shit of blue, maybe possibly, but it's cool because I'm thinking about like, what would blue mean? Like if you're down, like you're blue, like you're sad. Yeah. So permanent blue. And I think that there's like, maybe it's talking about like the permanent nature of childhood trauma or depression. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So when he's saying that the ghost was you, I think he's identifying the source of we might have, yeah, we might have said this last time, but mental health is, it's such that if you struggle with it, you know, like depression or anxiety or something, it's not that you ever really get better. You just learn how to live with it. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, maybe permanent. Yeah. Chronic. I just, there's like imagery. I, I don't know. This is not really because of the song, but just my like thought, like he stumbles upon what it is in his brain. Like, and then the ghost was you. And the next line is then the lights went out. Like as soon as he can put his finger on it and recognize what it is, it like attacks him or whatever. Like, and then like your, your lights go out. You don't know what to do. That doesn't bring you answers or solace. That doesn't make it better Then it's like you, you know that there's like a poisonous snake under the rock and then you lift the, the rock up knowing the snake is the problem and the snake bites you. And now you're actually like, you like, then it went from the fear of the thing to now you're dying because of the thing. Does any of this make sense? Am I fucking just rambling? Here? Yeah, b- pretty much. Like, I don't know. That's my like one or two listen through slight analysis of what this fucking song might be having going on here. And yeah. I'm probably totally wrong. I'm sure it makes sense to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the shit is so fucking vague. You know how hard it is to like really dig into knock loose lyrics because they're re- like, that's that's why I don't bother. Yeah, I, I get less enjoyment out of shit if I try to be like, well, what does this mean? I usually don't either because I mean, like with counterparts, there is enough there that you can construct the narrative. But like here, it's like I only looked into this one because I was trying to understand why it was called permanent, right? Or like I had a hypothesis, so I wanted to check it, type of thing, right? Right. Anyway, anyway, it's it's solid. The outro drags too long, but again, it probably matches with the film. So yeah, but. I, Overall, I think it was a fitting ending, and this is a really solid EP. It's fucking solid, yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely like a project. I want to know what you think after you watch the video that goes with it, because I think the ending of this fits perfectly with once you are in the context of the short animation thing, too. Right. I think, like, I would dare say the ending of this is, like, epic and cinematic in the way that it just kind of builds up. It's just a very long, slow drone. Yeah, a really slow decline. And yeah. the, the only constant is that drum hit that bum, 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 you know, and they have like a lot of elements that kind of come in and sort of drown out everything else. And then you are left with this like big kind of outro melodic shit, you know? Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, man. So that was a tear in the fabric of life. The new fucking knocked loose EP. I'm really happy with it, man. I think that it's a really interesting project. I also love that it was an EP. Yeah. Well, um, if they had put out a full album, this soon after wait, how long has it been since different shade of blue came out? Wasn't different shade of blue like 2019. That's pretty soon. That's two years. Yeah. 
That's about the ADR album cycle. Yeah. I don't know. I think two years yeah, it's, is like- It's fucking solid. And plus, they had to write and produce a film too, so- Yeah, it took man. some time. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, just from a content perspective, I think, and we've said this before, but more EPs more often is better than big albums less often. Agreed. Um, it makes sense why it took so long for this to come out because they had to write and produce that short film that goes along with it. Right. So that's an interesting like art project. And Knocked Loose is also at a point in their career where they could probably do whatever the fuck they want because they're for a while, especially around laugh tracks, they were like definition, like the new fresh thing that's going to bring life to like beat down. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I remember Agreed. seeing like laugh tracks was fucking everywhere when it first dropped. I remember seeing so many ads for laugh tracks that I like, didn't listen to it just because it was like so talked about at right. first. That was my dumbass. It's a great album, but of course it is. Yeah. Anyway. So dear listener, if you made it this far, thank you so much. I really appreciate your listenership. Um, Mitch, you want to take us out? Yeah, man. Uh, so hopefully you guys have gotten the chance to listen through this thing. Watch the video that goes along with it. Let us know what you think. You can hit us up directly at banger alert podcast at Instagram.com. Instagram.com. Fucking Instagram or banger alert podcast at gmail.com. At HTTPS <sighs> colon slash slash www.instagram.org. Yeah. Y'all know the drill. It's Instagram. Banger alert podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, I'm losing it. I've, I'm actively getting worse at doing the outro. Whatever. Okay, hit us up in the DMs at Instagram on banger alert podcast yeah. or at Gmail banger alert podcast at, at, gmail. at, g- at gmail.com. Yeah. Tell us what you think. It should be self fucking explanatory. <laughs> There's no spaces or underscores. It's just banger alert podcast. Yeah, man. Um- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm throwing shade. Like, oh, God. Whatever. <laughs> we. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird day, man. Send us whatever you want. We got to stop recording on Sundays. Honestly, dude, we need to start doing it in the mornings again. I was thinking about this because we've been recording at night for the last like five episodes or so. Yeah. Let's get to this late. That dude, I woke up at four this morning. I'm just dead. I've been getting up earlier too, bro. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Check out the album. Hit us up. Tell us what you think. One more time. My name is Mitch. My name is Danilo. And this is the Banger Alert Podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye, Felicia.